0: Today in Watching Your Wealth, travel safety tips for the wealthy. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. This is Veronica Dagger, and you're listening to Watching Your Wealth, where you learn all you need to know about building your wealth and protecting your money. David Katz is chief executive of Global Security Group. He provides security services to CEOs, celebrities, and corporate executives. Welcome, David.
1: Well, thank you for having me.
0: David, great to have you. So, David, you said pre-travel planning is an important step in keeping us safe. Please explain what we're supposed to do before we leave for our trip.
1: Okay, it's a great question. because proper, proper security planning starts before you get on the plane, obviously. And it's just going online, doing a little research. You want to find out, for example, local customs. You want to know the local... Medical, the level of medical service, the reliability of police and fire services. You know, there's so many things that you think about. If you were going to go to any country, you go to a European country, you're probably going to have services that are, comp- that are comparable to what we expect here. But other places, that's not going to be the case. So little things like, okay, well, 3 o'clock in the morning, you have a toothache. If you're in Paris, you're going to find a dentist. If you're elsewhere in perhaps a less developed country, that may be a more difficult, more difficult task. Mm-hmm. So you want to know where you're going and really kind of pre-plan to, to fill the gaps in depending on you know, what, what your location is.
0: Plan for some of those you emergencies. To, what about keeping yeah. a copy of our, your itinerary? Should you leave that in your luggage or give a copy to a friend yeah, you want to leave. A,
1: yeah, that's a great question too because God forbid something happens whether it's something innocuous like just missing a connecting flight, or you, you want to make sure that people, at least someone at home, whether it's a family member, friend, or someone at work, knows that you're going to be making regular check-in calls. They're going to have a copy of your itinerary and has a sense of, okay, on this date you should have already arrived at this particular hotel. And if you don't make a, a check-in call, at least there's a point at which we can work back from to find you. That's really important. Make sure someone knows where you are roughly. It's not going to be an exact science, but roughly where you are should be at any given point in your trip.
0: Very smart. What about your documents, you know, all your passport, your medications, all that should stay on your person, right? Is that generally the, the best yeah,
1: idea? Generally so. And, and you also want to, with respect to your passport, it's a great, great question. Make sure you take a copy, You make a copy of your passport pages, put them somewhere else, because it's always easier if if you do need to get your passport replaced, and that's some places it's very easy. It can happen right away. Other places not so. But if you have at least a copy of the front page, you're going to have a, an easier time. So that's an important thing with respect to like you know, medical prescriptions, things like that. You want to have that either on your person or with your carry-on and duplicates elsewhere. And the same thing with respect to medications because if you're taking something that either you need just, just, on a daily basis because it's, it's uh, prescribed to you for your health, or something that's going to be just a comfort medication, or you're continuing a course of antibiotics that you that you you have to continue while you're while you're on travel. You want to make sure that's in that's redundant. In separate in separate spots on your luggage, maybe in your carry-on and check luggage. So if one goes missing, at least you're not you're not scrambling at you know at uh, you know three o'clock in the morning or or you know during the, yep. the middle of your trip trying to find a place where you can get that prescription filled.
0: Good point. Should we register with the State Department ahead of time?
1: Yes. No matter okay. where you're going. I don't care if it's someplace if it's someplace you know cosmopolitan like Paris yep. or if it's someplace a little more exotic like. You know, you're in, you're in uh, Bali or you're, in, uh, you're going to Thailand or wherever you're going. State Department is a great service. You sign up with them. You let them know uh, where you're going, what your, what your travel plans are, and the, you provide all your contact information. So if there is a travel – if there's a safety alert in a particular country, they can get that information to you. If, God forbid, let's say you have a traffic accident and you wind up in the hospital – even if you're unconscious, they can check with the state department, the local consulate or embassy, wherever wherever's nearest, and they'll have a record. They'll know who you are, who to contact in the event of, a, of an emergency, and and just makes that whole process much much easier. So well, definitely take advantage know. of that of that service that they offer.
0: Neat. When we're looking for a hotel or you know Airbnb, what should we be thinking about? What do you recommend?
1: Well, there's there's Obviously, there's the attraction the of using Airbnb or, like, staying in a local apartment that's kind of, you know, you get a chance to, to experience the culture perhaps right. a little more. You're in a neighborhood rather than a hotel. You know, I get, that, I get that that attraction. On the other hand, an established chain is going to have security standards that are comparable to what we're used to. They're going to have security in the hotel. They're going to have cameras. They're going to have fire safety, uh, either, either fire, fire safety equipment people trained to do evacuations in the event of a fire or smoke condition. So for that reason, my bias is towards a, you know a larger, well-established chain, at least just for, for security and safety.
0: Aren't those sometimes more targets, though, because uh, terrorists might know Americans tend to stay at this hotel?
1: Yeah, that, that has been the case, and some people recommend staying at a locally owned chain for that reason, which is fine, but as long as that, whatever hotel that is, you want to make sure that they actually have security there. So, for example, you you go to you're in Bangkok and there are lo- great great local hotels there. They're not they're, they're not a an international chain. You'll find that, well, they since they cater to a a tourist crowd, a, a Western crowd, if you will, they're going to have the same kind of security, the same measures in place that would 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 ensure your safety in the event of an emergency so that's fine as well just that you don't if you go to to an apartment for example you don't know you right. don't know if they have smoke detectors you don't know you don't really know anything about the building in particular, whereas in a larger hotel, you at least have, uh, number one, a sense that, yes, they will have that in place, and number two, you can call and ask.
0: Got it. Um, What about what we should wear or not wear? Obviously, you want to observe local customs. You don't want to be dressing inappropriately. In general, I think it's smart for people not to flaunt that they have money if that's the case, too, right?
1: Yeah, and that's one one of the basic general recommendations. Look, we go – we travel – places sometimes we're in tourists we're tourists in places where people make two thousand three thousand dollars in a year yeah so you don't want to be walking in a place like that with just just showing just complete affluence because it's just it just unnecessarily brings attention to Mm -hmm. you so you can be dressed nicely you could be just appropriately but you know you're really flashy stuff you know, leave that at home. Or if you're going to an event and you need it, leave it in the hotel safe or with someone. You know, some some secure location. That shouldn't be your daily your daily attire.
0: Indeed. What about electronic safety? Any tips when it comes to our computers or our phones?
1: Yeah. No, well, number one, people. When you know when when you when you use a wireless at a hotel, you always get that announcement. You know, data you data you send may may be visible to somebody else. Well. In many countries, and it's, I know it's hard for a lot of people to believe, in many countries, what you send and receive is being monitored. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they can get – maybe it's, maybe it's an, a case of industrial espionage, or maybe it's someone who's trying to see if you're making a credit card purchase and they can get your information. So there's a good likelihood that whatever you're sending is going to be intercepted. So be very cautious with what you're doing online, especially especially if you're in a place where you are using an unsecured network. Also, I, I've had I, I was contacted, oh gosh, this is a couple of years now. A security director for the head of a major corporation said, Look, we have an issue. We we had a company laptop that the CEO was using was left on a plane. Hmm. I've had it also left in hotels. And I said, Okay, now, I'm assuming that there was a lot of information that was like, oh my god, yes, it was the same laptop this individual used on a daily basis when they were at their, you know, at their home office. This guy traveled with it. So what, what I recommend is, if you're traveling, if you're, if you're on a, if you're completely on a tourist, uh, trip, Leave all your work stuff home. Leave all the stuff that is that 's sensitive to your company or business. Leave it home take a Take a relatively new or at least a, a laptop with, without a lot of stuff on it with stuff that if you lost it or if someone hacked into it, stole, stole or, or uh, mirrored the hard drive things that wouldn 't create a catastrophic loss so that that 's important. Also keep the same thing in mind with your cell phone. You have uh, I mean, we just know Kim Kardashian 's cell phone was just was just apparently taken so the value there is the contact information, information you, know, you might have you know, sent, uh, you know, text messages or emails to, to other people, other celebrities. You don't want that information out, but you don't want your contact information being, being hacked and disseminated, especially if they're people who are either either well-known celebrities or, or, or have some significance in the business world.
0: Indeed. Great tips. Uh, David, would you stick around and take our fun security quiz? Sure. Great. Thanks. You stick around, too.
1: Hi, I'm Paul Vigna. If you do not subscribe to the Money Beat podcast, you're going to feel worse than a short seller on the day of a big rally. Go to iTunes and wsj.com slash podcasts. You want to sign up for this one.
0: WSJ podcasts. Listen ambitiously. This is watching your wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now from our studios in New York. Here's Veronica Dagger. Welcome back to Watching Your Wealth. Now it's time for security expert David Katz to take our fun security quiz. David, you ready? I'm ready. All right. David, what's the best security advice you ever received?
1: I would say that has to be just just for something very, very simple like be alert. Because no matter what you do, any any preventative measure starts with the premise that you're paying attention. So Being alert, not just wandering across the street, text messaging, or being oblivious to your surroundings. That's job number one. Just pay attention to your surroundings, be aware of what's going on around you, and be able to to key off anything that's unusual or out of place.
0: Smart. Worst security advice you ever heard?
1: Uh, There's a lot of it, but one is I I love when people are are told, take a self-defense course. That's like saying you want to learn how to play golf, take a lesson, if you're gonna if you're gonna get serious about self-defense, that's a that's a process. It's like mm. anything other athletic, it's a you know serious training. It's not just you know one or two classes. So mm-hmm. I would say that has to rank up there.
0: Got you. It might be a good start, but not definitely not the end of it. Um, fill in the blank: security can buy.
1: Well, I say peace of mind at mm. least to some extent?
0: Security can't
1: buy. You it, you can't buy guarantees because mm, that's true. even the best security, even the Secret Service, makes mistakes. You can't guarantee anything. You could, just, you could just, you know, hopefully reduce the chances of anything unfortunate happening.
0: Indeed. If you won a million dollars after tax, what would you use the money to – how would you use the money to make your life more <laughs> secure?
1: Can I just say move? I move to a safer neighborhood. <laughs>
0: oh gosh, sure. <laughs> now we all want to know where you live. <laughs> so yeah, that's no, no,
1: not that bad. No, I, I would no, say yeah, be sure. for be for a general person. You, know, you could just use your. You could you know improve your alarm system, and cameras, everything. It's uh, it's even even for the most even for the most elaborate uh, you know and, and large residential mansion. That's a lot of money for security upgrades. That's that's more than enough for like ninety nine percent of 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 anyone who has security. Uh, concern.
0: Sounds good. Great fun. Thanks so much for joining us, David.
1: Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for inviting me.
0: Our pleasure. This has been Watching Your Wealth, a production of The Wall Street Journal. I'm Veronica Dagger. For more information, check us out at wsj.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously.